0: Build momentum for political reform. That's that's by far the most important thing anybody can do as an individual. Inform others and build momentum for, for change.
1: What's up, y'all? My name is Alan Sheriff, a.k.a. Alan the Sheriff of All Things Innovative, and this is the ATS Podcast. Here on the ATS Podcast, we talk about all things science, technology, and psychology related, and it's my hope that I'm making the world a better place, one new episode at a time. Let's get into it. Everybody, we have a special guest on the podcast today. He is a climate change activist. He is the author of F the System and A Chicken Can't Lay a Duck Egg which is hilarious because obviously a chicken definitely can't lay a a duck egg. Or I think it goes the other way around. Was it a duck can't lay a chicken egg or chicken can't lay a duck egg? And (laughs) anyway, at the end of the day, um, we're going to be talking about a mindset shift for the climate crisis on today's podcast. And who better to be having this discussion today with me than Graham Maxton? Everybody join me in welcoming Graham Maxton. How are you doing today, sir? I'm very good indeed. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Awesome. Can't wait to get into this discussion. I have so many questions I want to ask you. I want to go ahead and jump right into it because um, just a lot of things have been on my mind. And I know that um, we've had prior discussions, but now's the time for us to expand a bit. So um, yeah, just right off the bat. um, I know this podcast episode is going to be where I know we're going to get an opportunity to talk about a mindset shift for the climate crisis later during this podcast. But I think I want to start off a little bit more with a technology question. I've seen you talk a little bit in your um, conferences about how we should invest in carbon sucking technologies. And given that that's now, um, given that that's now possible, um, in order to help combat the climate crisis. So in your mind, I'm trying to figure out whether or not we should, how much emphasis we should actually be putting on technology versus the mindset shift at this point. What, what kind of technologies are you looking at, you know, with regards to, uh, carbon sucking technologies or any other technologies that, um, you've been looking at at this point, and how promising do they seem?
0: I mean, when people think about climate change and they think about technology, they think about electric cars, they think about windmills, they think about solar panels, and they think about carbon capture, some way of sucking, sucking all this, this, these gases out of the atmosphere to reduce the rate of heating. All these, all these technologies have a place, but they're not going to solve the problem. That uh, they're going to have a relatively small effect. I mean, we're developing carbon capture technology today it's on a very small scale, it's very expensive, and then you've got the whole problem with how do you store all this gas afterwards and how do you make sure it's not going to be released at any time in the future? So all these technical problems still exist. And at the same time, what we're doing is we're piling more and more gas into the atmosphere and it's making the problem worse. I mean, right now the problem is worse than it's ever been and it's getting worse every year. So we need to do something different. Technology is going to treat some of the symptoms, but we're not going to fix this problem unless we change the way we behave. Mm
1: exactly changing the way we behave and you know as i think about that more and more i try to think about where exactly we can start i mean we talk about how we need to change our behavior but practically a part of me wonders how you would at least start off thinking about going about this you know what does it start in our educational systems does it start with the media does it start with I mean, where exactly do we start i mean the media certainly
0: has a very big role to play and 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 that's one area where we need to, to really put some effort into, I think, because the media is portraying this problem as, as something which is not as large as it is, and, and which something can be solved relatively, relatively long term. I mean, this is a very urgent problem and a very big problem. Uh, what we've got to do is, 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 is stop burning fossil energy, and, and the, the longer we wait to do that, uh, the, the more urgent it becomes and the and the more radical that change has to be. I mean, it's not a question of, of of changing the education system. We have to waken people up to to the fact that we're we're heating up the planet, we're kicking up a chain reaction, and we've probably got you know less than 10 years left before before the thing gets out of control. So it's 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 a question of of motivating people to action and motivating governments to make decisions which which reduce the level of emissions. We've got to cut the fossil energy business. Uh, we've got to stop deforestation, and we've got to stop using all these nitrates in the soils uh, to grow food. So we've got to make some very big changes. Now, we've, if we start doing that today, we've got maybe you know 20 years to do it. We can, we can begin to ease ourselves into something different. But the longer we wait, the harder that change is going to be, and the more disruptive it's going to be.
1: Mm-hmm. When I think about motivation, I think a lot about protests is that probably the first thing that comes to your mind when it comes to you know kind of um kind of handling the crisis firsthand i mean a lot of people would have their opinions they would probably say oh protests aren't as effective we need to really start focusing on you know different measures that i know you've been opposed to in the past such as um uh, carbon pricing and other mechanisms people thinking about working within the system to solve most Mm -hmm. of these solutions and i know a lot of people have their own biases or whatever it is and you know people just have their own solutions but at the end of the day like you know when it really comes down to it how exactly do we you know how how exactly do we move forward on this i mean some people some people yeah would just say the protests aren't even effective so i mean is that probably the first thing that's running through your mind
0: Yeah, uh, it's a very good question i mean we've known about this problem for more than 20 years i mean we've known the concept of actually more than 40 years and yet the situation's got worse. I mean, the politicians have done nothing. I mean, we've had all these climate conferences in uh, around the world, and, and this problem gets worse every year. And there's a lot of misinformation out there, a lot of misunderstanding, so that people think that technology can solve the problem or they think that some sort of market-based intervention, you know, some profit incentive that's gonna solve the problem or clever finance. I mean, there's lots of ideas being put out there, but actually most of them are, are, are a distraction. And so I agree with you when you say that, you know, protests are not having much effect these days. But, but the only way that I can see left is for people to, to convince politicians that they have to make some changes and to replace those politicians if they don't. Now, in the US, uh, that seems pretty unlikely right now. But But there are other countries, and I think particularly of Europe, uh, of, of places like Germany and Scandinavia, where people are really aware of this and they are angry about it, and they want to see much more radical change. I mean, I think the US will come along, but I don't think it'll, it'll lead in this
1: area, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, just for clarity, I, I mean, I don't really have a problem with protests. I mean, there have been examples of, you know, successful protests in the in the past. It's just that some people may feel a bit skeptical about that. They're just like, okay, you know, you can speak out all you want, but at the end of the day. The only real change is going to come with the amount of money you have and stuff like that. And for me, I mean, uh, for me, I I kind of look at as, you know, a mixture. You could have met, you know, all different types of solutions, try and combat this crisis. But I definitely vibe with you when you talk about how we just overall have to change the way we're looking at the issue and change the way we kind of behave every single day in order to help combat this crisis. Um, You know, what confuses me from time to time is that sometimes I hear climate scientists talk about how the issue probably isn't as urgent as we think it is, and that we probably shouldn't be waiting. You know, we probably shouldn't be setting that, 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 um, we probably shouldn't be setting this for 2030. We should probably be pushing it out just a little bit because it just might be that, you know, Even though things are going to get bad because of the climate crisis, they're not going to get as bad as most people think it is. Some climate scientists think it's just blown out of proportion. So, I mean, I was wondering if you could touch a little bit on, you know, an idea you might have about the consensus that scientists have about the climate crisis today and whether or not, you know, all this is all this is just random stuff that climate scientists are probably aren't even climate scientists are just saying in the media because they have no real you know, um, yeah, they 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 just, they they have no real weight in uh, speaking uh, on the issue, so. Yeah, I mean, it's
0: a bit like the, the tobacco industry battles in, in the past. I mean, you've got more than 90% of the world's climate scientists are absolutely in agreement about how big this problem is and how urgent the problem is. And I'll talk a bit about that in a second. But you've also got a small number of people who are often being paid by the fossil fuel industry, or by other corporates to try and muddy the waters, to try and make it look as if this problem is not so urgent because they don't want to change. They don't want to see the world uh, move away from fossil energy because all their shareholders and all their jobs are dependent on selling more of this coal, oil, and gas. So you've got people who are deliberately muddying the waters and creating these seeds of doubt in people's mind about how serious the problem is. But let me just talk a little bit about how how big the problem is. I mean, we've got a situation where we've got all this coal, oil and gas, which has been sitting under the ground for for hundreds of thousands of years. In some cases, millions of years. And now we've dug it up and we've burnt it in in effectively a few decades, really. I mean, the last 50 years has really been where we've been burning most of it. And so all this gas, which has been trapped in the ground for, for thousands, hundreds of thousands of years, has been released in a very short time. And the effect is already very clear I and mean, the average temperature of the planet has already gone up more than one degree now that doesn't sound very much, but. If you think about it like a human body, I mean a one degree rise in temperature is actually classified as a fever. And, and the temperature is now more than is higher than it's been for 3 million years now, if we carry on, then, by the end of this decade. We'll hit one and a half degrees. And, and and then we kick off a chain reaction which will the ice will melt faster the trees will die and release their carbon uh, and, and we'll get into a situation where the temperature of the earth will continue to rise for decades to come and we'll go back to a, to a time that's like 10 million years ago or even longer in planetary history and you know humanity can't survive that so it's really an enormous question which is very urgent and we've done nothing about for 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 20 years and so people like i are like me are 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 increasingly upset and desperate about how to how to get this message over so that we get some action
1: exactly um i also think that's a, another big part of the um the whole climate crisis issue is that there's certain types of people who don't view it um don't view it with the 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 necessary amount of um what's the word i'm looking for they don't take it as seriously because when they hear a one degree increase or a one and a half degree increase, they're just like, okay, that doesn't seem so bad, you know, but I mean, realistically, when you, you know, take all things into consideration and you hear what these climate scientists have been saying for years, they're like, that's, that's a pretty big increase. And that will result in like, you know, the lives of, you know, and, and, and I guess don't quote me on this here, but, um, I guess I've just been hearing places that, You know, especially in developing countries, once we do experience this 1.5 degree increase, which is what some people are saying, it will result in the loss of like millions of lives of people in like developed countries. They're the ones who are going to be getting the brunt of the damage for the most part because, you know, they don't have the resources. They don't have the protection. They don't have that infrastructure, you know, that can, you know, protect them from this type of destruction. So that's that that's that's why this is something that's really important that we jump on. And that's why it's important, you know, that. You know we have much larger countries you know like the u.s kind of take the helm on this because i think it's really important that we kind of set that set that example but unfortunately as you pointed out there are a lot of bad actors you know in the movement and just people in general who are kind of you know trying to trying to trying to move the needle elsewhere on this entire issue with with the amount of um yeah, without, I mean, with the amount of money and power and influence that they have just because, you know, they're, they have vested corporate interests and whatnot. Um, yeah, it, it, it sucks. I,
0: I, 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 it's because a lot of people don't understand that. I mean, you talk about millions of lives. I mean, it's, you're talking billions of lives. You're talking, you're talking about, I mean, some forecasts by some climate scientists talk about, you know, 90% reduction in human life. And, and I mean, yes, you're talking about places like you know Africa around the equator, where the temperatures are rising fastest, and you know, crops are failing and droughts are becoming more serious. and so and so millions of people are starving. But it's not just in the in the poor world that this problem is hitting. I mean, if you think about the fires in California uh, and in Colorado recently, uh, huge floods in Germany and Belgium huge floods in 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 china i mean this is affecting very developed parts of the world as well and if you think a few years ahead a lot of california is going to become uninhabitable and parts of florida will be covered in water within a few decades and we're looking just with sea level rises at the displacement of more than 800 million people in the world by 2050. so this is not something which is going to affect your grandchildren this is going to affect us and it's going to affect us increasingly quickly because what's happening today is much down to gases that were released 10 or 20 years ago. I mean, there's, there's a, a whole series of problems built into the system already, which we can do nothing about, which is again why it's so urgent that we do something now because what we do today will stop things getting worse in 20 or 30 years. So it's, it's, this is not just a poor world problem. I mean, for the rich world, too, there's going to be a huge increase in migration from the global south because people will not have enough to eat. I mean, this is a, a massive global crisis that we're facing unless
1: we change. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, what do you think about COP26? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think any real progress was made or do you think it's just more uh, just random? banter just (laughs) not really doing anything
0: i'm with greta thunberg on this i mean it was all just blah 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 i mean what's great is that you've got all these countries coming together and you've got them talking about the issue but what's not good is that even what's promised i mean even if they did what's promised and they haven't shown much sign of doing that that's not enough we'll still hit this two degree rise in average temperatures within well it'll be effective within a decade and and so we're not doing anything like enough. You know, I I, I sit on one of the advisory boards with the United Nations, and, and 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 they're also working very hard to try and find solutions to this. And and what upsets me about it is the influence of the fossil fuel industry on this on, on these committees. I mean, the it, it, you know the influence of, of of these industries on decisions which affect billions of people. Uh, these companies who have a vested interest in in making a profit out of making it worse are around the negotiating table. And that to me seems totally crazy. So the political process has failed.
1: Wow. I mean, just hearing that off off the top of my head, that's insane. The fact that they actually have some type of influence or even a seat at these tables. I mean, aren't these people that don't, don't they completely go against, I mean, what could they, possibly be offering besides the fact that all they're really there to do is try to prove to people that the issue probably isn't as big as it is i mean you know just just the fact that they have those titles just the fact that they have that background of working with you know the fossil fuel industry or just you know having that 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 financial vested interest like i it's 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 just crazy to me no because i mean it if you can just right off the bat, if you're looking at that, you know, with common sense as an individual, you would think they're probably just there to, you know, have some type of influence and to keep the cog rolling. I mean, no, I mean no. keep yeah, just to keep the whole uh their whole machine from completely breaking down. So it's it's just yeah. No, I mean I I fully agree. I mean it's it is crazy
0: to have them though. One of the good reasons to have them there though. Is is that if we are to to really shut this industry down, uh, which is what we need to do, then we need to do it in some sort of orderly way, and so we need their cooperation, so that we can close the coal, oil, and gas industry in a way which is minimally disruptive, as we transit to something more sustainable. So, but but to have them in the negotiations to the, the way they are today, I mean, what they're doing is muddying the waters. They're they're they're, they're sowing seeds of doubt, and of course they're they're encouraging us to 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 think that 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 this is not an urgent problem and that that we can find a solution through through things like carbon capture which um unfortunately is not the case
1: yeah and 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 i guess that's the reason why i'm just so like just 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 just, that's the reason why i'm feeling the type of way i am about this just having a hard time wrapping my head around the fact that they're at the table if they're not helping us make any progress you know why should they even get a seat there. I mean, all these people are looking at them like, okay, we know exactly why you're here. So it's like, if that's the case, what are you doing here? I mean, obviously it's through your own, you know, uh, uh, obviously it's through your own ability to be able to buy your way, you know, into the room, but like at the same time, you know, if no progress is being made on this issue and we know that you're a huge proponent of the problem, why are you even there? But I mean, I, I I'm not going to keep on spending too much time on trying to figure that because at the end of the day, I mean, money rules the world in some regards, right? So, um, so what kind of um, so let's talk a little bit more about this mindset shift, though. Um, so what kind of lifestyles do you expect people to lead? You know, with regarding uh, you know, regarding this whole drawback, you know, on our on our uh on our daily activities and our behavior in general.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's 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 a bit like somebody who's been smoking 40 cigarettes a day and got lung cancer, and what we're doing today is is trying to find a solution to their cancer without to, without them stopping smoking. Uh, we have to change our lifestyles, and that sounds very difficult. And we've all become addicted to having a new phone every 18 months and being able to jet off to 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 Mexico for 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 a holiday or or, or even across the country every every day or every couple of days to visit friends and relatives and that's what we've got to stop we've got to to change our lifestyles and go back to something much more like perhaps people had in the 1950s or 1960s where we use much less energy uh, we we travel much less uh, and and we consume much less we have to go back to something much simpler now that sounds difficult and it is mentally difficult but actually i am solving this problem is not about technology, it's about changing the way we think. If we, if we, can, we can restructure the economic system so that we focus on, on improving well-being, improving the well-being of the majority of people, uh, of or, or, or living in balance with nature and, 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 and re- being realistic about, about the physical barriers that we face on the planet and respecting the planet. Uh, and respecting each other more, we can have a much better standard of living than we do today. Rather than this you know, insane, ever-running for for more consumption, uh, we just need to, to 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 change our values. Which sounds very simple in, in a sentence, but there's obviously much more complicated in practice. But we can actually live a much more happier, more fulfilling lives, and live much more sustainably than we do today.
1: Yeah, I mean, with me. Um... Um me already being, you know, a, a supporter, you know, in, uh, um, just, just overall being more, um, attuned to trying to adjust my lifestyle, you know, to help combat the climate crisis, you know, with, you know, my, my apartment running on, you know, uh, renewable energy or me just not going out and consuming as much. It's, it's kind of easy for me to go like, okay, you know, I'm ready to take that leap of faith. But, you know, a lot of people are just like, they'll probably just be like, that. <laughs> that's wishful thinking. You know what I mean? I mean and, and given the fact that, you know, so many people's lifestyles are different and so many people, you know, live in so many different ways, it it it's, I guess I'm trying to figure out how exactly we would even be able to mentally get there. I mean, what would you propose we, where would you propose we start in terms of, you know, how, how we think about how we can change people's, you know, minds. And I guess this goes back to the first question I had you had, I asked you earlier about, you know, um, where we're. Where we're looking at attacking this issue from—is it education, media, stuff like that? Like, is it—it's, you know, where's where's the influence coming from? And so, you know, I, I guess it'd just be kind of hard for someone to kind of readily wrap their head around that, you know? I mean, I,
0: for for us to create change, there needs to be two conditions. First of all, we need to understand, and secondly, we need to care. And I think when you you think about the future of of, of the world and of of all of us, then I think everybody cares. But what we don't have is understanding today. People don't understand the scale of the change that's needed. And so as an individual, I mean, of course, you can do good things and you can take fewer flights and you can become vegetarian and and recycle all your wine bottles, perhaps. But the thing you can really do as an individual is help tell others. If you can help get this message out, if you can help people understand, that we can live better lives, but that we certainly have to change what we're doing today and build momentum for political reform. That's, that's by far the most important thing anybody can do as an individual, inform others and build momentum for, for change. Uh, that, that's, that's the one message I would wanna give.
1: Yeah, definitely. I completely agree. I mean, I feel like what I'm already taking away from this discussion between us right off the bat is you know education and voting. You know, yeah. helping people understand, truly understand what we're going through right now, you know, as as uh, what's going on around the globe with regards to you know all these issues stemming from climate change, and helping people understand that they that they have certain actions that they can take in order to help change, you know, the people who are making you know these decisions in higher places, and voting is is an extremely part of, fundamental part of the process, you know, so definitely, definitely. I understand that 100%. Yeah, 100%. Respect that. Um, yeah, Graham Maxson, uh, where can uh, some of our viewers find you? Sorry, I missed that last part. Oh, where can uh, some of our viewers find you? Do you have social media? Fine. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. So, uh, grahammaxson.com. Uh, there's also uh, details there about all my books. Uh, You can um, listen to uh, one of my books for free. You can download the English version of another book called Change for Free as well. Uh, You'll find some videos there and you'll find some fact sheets which you can download about what's happening around the world and what's happening with climate change and what you can do about it.
1: Awesome, awesome, wonderful. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. I greatly appreciate it. Really enjoyed this discussion. Hopefully I can have you back and we continue expanding upon this issue when we get the chance. And um, yeah, I just want to, take the time to say that i um, really appreciate having you on thank you alvin i appreciate the chance
0: that i appreciate the chance to talk to you very much it's uh, this is the most important problem for all of us and and the fact that you're doing everything you can to spread the message to you know i want to be part of this this discussion thank you
1: no problem no problem appreciate your efforts as well